0: Reinhard Well, Reinhard went home to be with the Lord yesterday, if if you didn't know that. And uh, Reinhard Bonke led somewhere between 77 and 79 million people into a personal relationship with Jesus. He won meeting in Nigeria and 1.6 million people turned up for the meeting. Isn't that incredible? And uh, so, like, and boy, he's... But on the 22nd of March, 1989, the National Stadium, myself and Sharon went to hear this man speak. We are 22 years of age, and we're part of one of those 77 million. Um, We're two of them. um, But not only that, the the, the heart and the hand of God on things. Reinhard Bonnke started his ministry in Lesotho, in Africa, where we are now building homes for vulnerable orphans, where we have a church called Liberty Lesotho. And someone says to Reinhardt back then, it's in a book Rob read and t- showed me. Someone says, would you believe God for a million dollars for your ministry in Lesotho? And Reinhardt, typical Reinhardt German, he says, no, I'll believe God for a million souls in Lesotho. And warped part. Of that prayer because there's people coming to know Jesus, there was people baptized last Sunday in, in their church in Lizutum, and then uh, we get to be part of a legacy. We get part to what God has put in him is not only on him but it comes and God shares with everyone else. And then uh, so I want to ask Patrice, my daughter, to come up and um seem a lot of you don't even know Patrice, I bet you oh, baby. You, you can have that chair. Uh, this is my eldest girl. Patrice and her husband Rob pastors our church in Bray, because Liberty is not only here, it's not only in Clondalkin and, and Lesotho, it's also in Bray. And Patrice comes in this morning as a guest with the Browns, and uh, she's ends up serving behind the counter, and uh, that's, that's, that's the heart of, of Patrice and, and the family. But um, Patrice and Rob run our whole wing of Lesotho. They're the ones that do all the admin. They're the ones that do all of the stuff that gets the teams together, books the flights, you name it. These are the guys that do all of this. And um, I'm the big mouth that just shouts out everywhere, but these are the guys that make it all happen. And, um, and I just feel it's fitting. Like I, I want to tell you, I love Pastor Brown and his family, that like when we asked them to be our pastors, they went and sought God and fasted and prayed if this is what God wanted for their lives. And when Rob told me they're gone to pray, I says, Rob, we want them. They're the people we want. We want people to fast and pray to seek God. And when we talk, it is like Tati Brown, Pastor Brown, Mr. Brown, Soto. We've loads of names. We're going to have to give him a Dublin name. And um, maybe Anto or something. <laughs> yes, Sandra used to, someone used to call him Father Johnny or Father Ted. And it was like, but um. But when, 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 uh, when we talk, it's like he's being born and raised in this church because our hearts are just absolutely nearly 100% similar. And uh, So I just think it's fitting that Patrice would uh, just introduce yeah. Tati Brown. Yeah. Um,
1: a CD and Tati Brown, do you want to come up? Um, the kids are gone to Sunday school. I'm sure you'll see them running around. Come on up. I saw CD dancing last night. <laughs> um, no, it's an honour to have you guys here. And, you know, um, Liberty Church in Hallabasin in Lesotho, it's, I was talking to Thomas last night about it. It's just like being in one of the houses here in Dublin. And um, one one Sunday when I was there, the, the whole church were going crazy. I think Tati Brown said, like, let's give it up for the Lord. And everyone started cheering and shouting. And Tati Brown started whistling. I nice was looking around for my dad gone <laughs> like where where is my dad because it was just exactly like home and um God doesn't there's no coincidences god has a plan Reinhard Bonkey believing for a million souls in Lesotho and here we are connected down the line and it's incredible to be part of to be part of that legacy and these guys are um they're beautiful people if you can get a chance to chat to them afterwards please do um you're very, very welcome to Liberty Church, and we're looking forward to hear what you have to bring to us this morning. Um, I'd love you to give it up for the Browns.
0: We, we wanted to bring um, the Browns over for lots of reasons, but one of the main ones was, was to say, this is the rest of your family that you are not on your own over in Lesotho. that you have a whole family behind everything that's happening over there. And we wanted all of us, to meet, some of our family that is from Lesotho, and they represent a great tribe and a great group of people, and uh, and you will see more. Like, and you're all welcome to come to Lesotho over the next seasons to me and see what God is doing there.
1: Yeah, I'm going to hand over to Ntati Brown. Um, he's going to bring the word. Let's pray. Lord God, we love you. Lord God, um, we w- we're just so grateful for your presence in this place this morning, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, the words that Tati Brown has prepared, Lord God, I pray that you speak through them and flow through them, Lord God, that we are blessed in this house this morning. We love you, Lord God, and we give you all glory and praise to your name. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Uh, good morning. Uh, is it, I don't know what time is it, it is now. Is it, should I say good morning? Good Good afternoon? Good Good afternoon. Yeah. How are you doing guys? Dumelang. Lipela rang. Dumelang is hello. Lipela is how are you? Are you good? Uh, it's lovely being here. Thank you so much uh, and I uh, Mesharon, uh, Patrice, Rob uh, for hosting us. Uh, We really are glad to be here, and for all of you, for having us here, we really are grateful. Uh, We don't have enough words to say thank you, but uh, I don't know if there's any better way to express your gratitude than to say thank you. But if I knew special words to do that, those are the words that I would be saying now. But we are really grateful. More than anything, we are grateful to God who has been so faithful and wonderful and kind to us uh, to bring us together with a great family like you guys. Uh, Thank you so much. Amen. Uh, As it has been said, that's my wife. Uh, I have known her for how many years now? 16 years. Uh, so we are blessed with two two children, a boy and a girl, Motel. Motel means foundation. So when we met and we got married, we thought uh, God is starting something different, something new in our lives, in our families. So we thought we would ma- name uh, our son, firstborn son, Motel. Motel means foundation. So we thought that God is laying a foundation in our in our family so uh the or totally is is treasure so we also named her treasure because we thought god is has founded something precious in our lives so that's that's the story of our lives uh, with our kids so uh, i think i have said what would you my wife is a worship leader at Liberty Church in Lesotho. So maybe if we have, we can have two, three minutes uh, so that she ministers to us with a song now. Are you ready for that? Would you like that? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh I would like uh I'd like help here if uh, she's gone she, uh, to play, to play the keyboard.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, okay. You need that. Uh, she won't, she won't play. thank you very much um i think i i'll will I'll just sing a simple song <laughs> so i thought maybe if she comes <laughs> I can't say much in your
1: she needs music <laughs> she needs <music>. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right um it's fine um <laughs> Oh, am I really ready to do this? I don't know. <laughs>
2: but um, <coughs> can, we, can we sing this song together? It's a simple song. Let's, let's give
1: him praise. Let's give him glory because he's, he's worthy of our praise. Okay. Um, we give
2: you all the glory. You will be Thank you. Amen. Uh, uh, I want to talk to you today about living life from God's perspective or from the eternal perspective. I believe that perspective is everything because I believe that uh, we can only go as far as we can see, and uh, I believe that. If we, we see things the way God sees things, we will live as God would live on earth. I believe that if we see things as, as from that eternal perspective, our attitude the way we do things, the way we do life, would be different. Because if we are short-sighted, because if we see life only with the eyes of this time only, uh, I think we, we are missing on a lot of things that God has prepared for us. So I believe that uh, it's very important to live life from that perspective, uh, and I have three scriptures, main scriptures that uh, I would like us to, to read. It's Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For we are his workmanship. In uh, uh, other translations say, we are God's work of art. Uh, others say, we are God's masterpiece. Uh they say uh, we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The idea is that before God started everything, he started you and designed you and, and he, built, he built you up in Christ for good works that he prepared before you were born. You know, and then he released you whenever your date of birth is, but you are from eternity, you are from before time began. You are here today, but when you were born in 1976, when you were born in 1980 or 1995, I don't know when you were born, it it was not your first time. It was only your first time on earth, but you had already been in God's mind, according to the scripture. And you were released for such a time as this. And God knew that at this time, there would be challenges, there would be things, needs on earth, and he built you up to meet the challenge. So you are here not by mistake, you are here because it's God's design from eternity past. Amen. And uh, and Romans chapter 8 verses 28 to 31 also says the same thing. That God says uh, for those that he foreknew, he also chose. And those he chose, he also... uh, uh, What did he do with them? He glorified, he called, and he predestined them to be conformed to the image of his son. So God... Is is this kind of a God who who doesn't start until he has bef- he has finished? He finishes and then he comes and starts <laughs> uh, because he has. You know, sometimes people say God can't praise himself. He can't that that we are the only creatures who can praise God. But I think, that's my thinking, I think that God can sometimes uh, give himself praise. Like in, in Isaiah, he says, Who is like unto me? Who speaks or declares the end at the beginning? So, he is God and he speaks to himself and he gives him this wonderful praise in that book. So, before he finishes, I mean, he starts you, finishes you, and then starts you. Amen. Iglesias, that's a big name big word in the bible ecclesiastes is it yeah Yeah? Uh, chapter 3 verse 11 it says god makes all things beautiful everything beautiful at its time you remember that he says god makes everything beautiful at its time so i know i don't need people to tell me that i'm beautiful or handsome, or anything. You don't need anyone to say you're beautiful. God made you beautiful at your own time. There's no better time for you to be alive than today. Because you are most beautiful today because you are God's expression. God's, you are an expression of God's thinking for this time. You understand that? Amen. Hallelujah. So I believe that that is what brings us here. It brings us uh, God saw this moment before time began. He knew that I would be here speaking to you. He prepared you. He knew that there would be these tables here, uh, uh, that there would be this white lords here, and that you would be here sitting and listening to me. He designed me for this moment. He designed you for this moment. Uh, he's a marvelous God. I'm always overwhelmed when I think about how God can connect Ireland and Lesotho in a way that he has connected it. Except that he's a God of purpose and plan. Amen. And sometimes he does uh, things in a way that you just know that this wouldn't happen if it were not God. And I know that this wouldn't happen... We wouldn't be here if God did not design this. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, when we go back to that scripture, the scripture I started with, Ephesians 2.10, it says, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ for good works which God prepared before him, that we should walk in them. Uh, it says to me that before God put Adam and Eve in the garden, he had already created us in Christ, in other words, when men fell in the garden, when men sinned or rebelled against God. Christ was already put aside so that if man happens to fall, Christ would come and redeem man. In other words, God, when man sinned, Thomas, Thomas is, you know what, I got to baptize Thomas in the suit. (laughs) Wow. Amen. Amen. Do you think that when men sinned, God said, Oh my God, what what am I going to do now? What am I going to do? No. Before time began, Christ was already set apart, set aside. That is why the Bible says uh, he has been slain from the foundations of the world. Before God founded the world, he was already the Lamb of God set aside. Set apart, sanctified for the mission of coming down uh, to, to, to do what? To redeem man and bring, it, bring him back to the family of God. And now the Bible says, if you can just get this, uh, that's why I'm stepping up here. I want everyone to get, <laughs> to get this. Uh, that when he created, when he set apart Christ before time began, that's when he built us up already in him. Uh, because I believe there's two faces to God's plan for us. It is the plan, the eternal plan where God wanted man to be alive and to live forever in his presence, in his glory forever. But sin destroyed that. Now there is what I think is the redemptive plan of God. In, in which god created in christ a redeemer and in him as the redeemer he built me up in him Uh, he built me up according to his redemptive plan that in that plan of redemption i would have a play i mean a part to play myself and you would have a part to play in the redemptive plan of god because had not men sinned there would be no apostles there would be no prophets. There would be no, I don't know, every other gift that we know, there wouldn't be a necessity for that. Because man would be where he's supposed to be. Now, sin made apostleship necessary. Sin made uh, the gift of pastoring necessary. Sin made the cross Necessary Sin made everything that we are doing now necessary. And God built us up for that in Christ before he founded the world. Knowing that if sin comes, he will need people who can tell people in... Where are we now? In Dublin now. Uh, 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 and tell people in Dublin that uh, Christ died for you and he paid for all your sins. He knew that you would be here. He loved you enough uh, to die, to send His Son uh, to die and suffer for you so that you could come back to the Father. Because we are created to be a family with the Father. Amen. To be loved, to, be, to live in glory with the Father. And God wouldn't just allow us to go... Uh, just to prove what I'm saying here, if you go to uh, if you go to first Peter first Peter chapter one verses nine eighteen to twenty it says for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation uh, other translations would say from your aimless conduct uh, by, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in this last days. Amen. So if Christ was foreordained before the foundations of the world and we are created in him for good works which God prepared beforehand we were foreordained with him before the foundations of the world. So we are gifted in him. We are, we are anointed in him. We, we have been redeemed from an aimless way of living because you know uh, the, 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 there is a that part of your life where you lived without a purpose on earth. You lived, you would wake up, go to work, come to sl- go home, sleep, that routine. And it was aimless. But now you have a purpose. In that, when you have money, there's the great big giveaway. There's a purpose. When you have money now, there's homes that have been built in Africa uh, because God created you in Christ for good works which he prepared beforehand that you should walk in them and when you take your penny, I don't know what you call it, your your euro, you put it in the basket you are participating in the eternal plans of God when you do that you are participating in the redemptive plan of God that he prepared for you beforehand that you should walk in it. Our challenge today is to identify where God wants us to be and just walk in it. That's our greatest challenge. We find peace and fulfillment when we find our purpose in life uh, that God created us for in Christ Jesus. That is why whatever you do that is not in Christ is nothing. Jesus himself says, without me you can do nothing. In other words, whatever. that is why the Bible says it is your vain or, or aimless conduct. You understand? It's, it's an aimless conduct. There's no goal. There's no fruit out of it. You're just busy and you die. That is why it is possible for people to be born and to die without having ever lived at all. You know, you were born and you died and you really never lived because you never stepped into God's purpose for your life. Amen. Yeah. But my, my, my message to you here today is that um, remember, because I believe that most of you know this already. Remember that you were created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand. That is why God, when he speaks about you, he says, uh, Who can be against you if I am for you? You know, if God be for us, who can be against us? Uh, we are more than conquerors. Who can, what can, and who can separate us from the love of God that we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, who gave himself up for us? You know, God, when he speaks about us, he says something glorious. You know, the Bible says uh, the angels even wrong. To look into what God has created in you. They long to look. They want to pick and see what is man that you are always thinking about him. Or the son of man that you are, uh, I mean, always busy. You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have put him over all the works of your hands. Amen. Amen. I want to close with these few thoughts that uh, God trusts us for our generation. And God trusts us for our countries, for our nations, for the world. Uh, you know, God did not leave the world in the hands of the governments, He left it in the hands of the church. It is the church that God sent into all the world. He didn't go to some president somewhere. He didn't go to some prime minister, some king somewhere and said, I'm trusting you for the nations. He trusted us for the nation because he knows what he has built in us. He knows that if we could just release what God has put in our lives, uh, the world would be a different place for people. Look at what is being done here. Giving people food, hampers. Give giving people, I mean, hope, love. That you matter as a person. You're important. Only the uh, only the church can do that. I like what you said, Nade Nade Tau. This is Nade Dao. this His name is Tau Lion. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I like what he said because, you know, every time we go, when we do good things, we bring the camera with us now. But he says, no, leave it out. Leave the camera out of this. We're not going to post that because we love being all the time. But we seek honor from above. We will not seek honor from men. Uh, Because we know that what we are doing here is from the Father. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, a few thoughts. If God prepared the works, then He prepared the worker. Right? Uh Aha. And and, uh, if He prepared... The work, he knew what he wanted to achieve, right? Amen. So God has this big global vision and he trusts you with it. Amen. I'm going to say that again. God has this big global vision and he trusts you with it. He has given you an opportunity to participate in something that will last beyond time. Amen. There will be time when we go and we meet him and he says, Well done, you good and faithful servant. Come and enjoy all the riches of your father eternally. You have been faithful with the little. Now I'm going to make you or put you in charge of great things. Amen. Hallelujah. That is why it says... Uh, and when jesus uh, when god did that it says in ephesians he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in christ jesus in peter it says god has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness so there's nothing we lack when we are in him and walking in his plans We are equipped. We are blessed. We have it all. And our time, our resolution is to say, I'm standing up and I'm doing it. And that's all. God bless you. Thank you so much. Amen.
0: Amen. Great word, yeah? yeah? Let's see how we respond to this word. God prepared the work and he prepares the worker great yeah so what's God doing in you he's getting you ready even the stuff that is yuck it's coming up because he wants to heal it free us from it he's preparing the worker for the work that's already been finished in Christ Jesus I love that did you? that he finishes the stuff before he even starts it that's why he's faithful to complete it. Philippians 1.6 That he began the work. He's faithful. And he completes the work. But sometimes we get confused when the worker is being prepared for the work. Trust him with it. He trusts us with the world. <laughs> Can you trust him with prepared in you? Can you in your heart today because what I felt while Tati Brown was preaching was that we get out of whack, we get out of zinc we get out of, out of the race and the amen on earth is important to God in heaven he wants heaven and earth to be in agreement so his will being done in our lives, he wants people to say not my will be done doing but yours. I'm amening what you're saying rather than getting you to bless what I'm saying. And maybe no, I know there's here, it wouldn't be in my heart. You just need to come back into alignment. You need to amen God's plan and purpose for your life. Listen, if you walk it out, he'll work it out. So don't get freaked about the walking her out. He'll walk her out. you just start walking her out. We just have to put one foot in front of the other and go, Lord, here I am. I don't own my tomorrow. I only own this moment. And I give it to you. I come into alignment with your plan. And your purpose. Maybe some, as Taddy Brown says, the challenge is known and maybe we're confused. We don't know it. Lord, I want to know it. Maybe you've, Given up, get back into the race today.